Back for another episode, Adam. I, I know it's we're good to be the, here. We're on the road again. I feel like we've been at this place before. <laughs> I feel like I was there at this place in, over the weekend. <laughs> um, I actually was here yesterday, but we're here today to do a recording uh, with uh, for episode uh, with uh, Mark Horton, who's also our bosses, our boss bosses. Um, but also the royal we is the co-founder, yes. co co-owner of Woodman's Brewing Company, but also Orner Brewing Company and Wild Main Heart Seltzer. Just all good around person, friend of ours now, right? And they would consider you a friend, not just another really. boss. Um, but yeah, so uh, welcome, welcome to the podcast. We've been trying to do this for a little while. Yeah, I wanted to wait a little while because originally it was like I didn't want to like do episode three with like you or <laughs> yeah. Abe or Heather or Asa. I'm like, that seems like I'm just like jumping right in with like I want to get like a few episodes under. Yeah. So over 50 episodes now. So okay, now we can get Mark on. Doesn't feel like multi-level marketing anymore. We no, just exactly. sell to your just friends. Like pulling yeah. in friends. Like <laughs> well, that's what I feel like. I feel like sometimes looking for guests, I'm like searching my Facebook, being like, oh, I bet they'd be a good subject. I'm like, no, sometimes you need to go outside the box and find other people <laughs> to talk to. Uh, and that's some of the most awkward conversations though, because like at least we have a rapport and a, and a you know, we've hung out before, we've drank beer together before, we've got camp we actually went camping. Speaking about yes. camping, we went camping for uh was it? Southwest Harbor, was that like 2017 or 18? 17. 17. No, eight, it might have been 18 because it was, we were trying to open this place. Oh, yeah, it was right. Was it the year before we opened? I thought it was like, like we were opening year. it in the fall because we didn't open until the fall. And I think Southwest Harbor was like, is it the fall? It's, uh, yeah, Columbus Week, well, Indigenous People Weekend, yeah. October. So it would have been probably 17 then. That was a big year. It was. Because you we went to, uh, New York City. Oh, you didn't go to Iceland. We went to Iceland, and then we went to we did that thing. It was like first year of being in Orlando Brewing Company. I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. Man, I missed all the excitement that and was like right before then, we moved back here. Ever since then, I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> Got all that travel out of the way in the first year. And then we were supposed to go to Canada as a bunch of us on like right, like was it April of 2020? Yeah. And then COVID hit, and I was like, that was my one trip again to go outside the state and do something <laughs> with OBC and. And uh, it got canceled. Now you never, life. never get to leave. Small world problems. First, small world, first world problems, right? I mean, small first world problems. problems. Yeah. yeah no, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But, well, I think um, the border's actually finally opening mm -hmm. next week, next month. So maybe we can get a Canada trip in this fall or something. That'd be fun. Yeah. So get the beer there on time this time. Yeah. That was fun. Um, <laughs> but so we're here actually. So I wanted to talk about OBC a little bit, but we're actually uh, Abe's going to be on in a future episode. Um, kind of kind of tackle that too because I thought we'd split you guys up and do Woodman's even though you guys both obviously founded Woodman's and, and Heather uh, and Ace is also an owner but I just thought Heather and Asa don't really want to be on recording I kind of forced you to be I didn't yeah. have to, I didn't <laughs> ask you I'm like hey Mark let's do this um, and then Abe likes to talk so I thought if Abe can handle the OBC episode I think that one we can just crack a beer and sit around and, and just let him talk let him talk yeah yeah <laughs> And then, uh, but with Woodman's, it's pretty cool because Woodman's opened what, 2005? Yeah, 2005, May 2005. And uh, wow. you and Abe and Heather uh, were the original, or are the, were the original owners, because Ace is now in, in business too, yep. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, but that was 2005, and you guys met, where did you guys meet? So Abe and Heather were working at the Bear Brew, bartender and waitress, and I was a cook at a restaurant in Bangor that's no longer there anymore. And, uh, yeah, I used to, I lived in Orono, you know, went to school in Orono, so I would get out of work in Bangor, but then drive back and, you know, leave my car, um, walk up to the Bear Brew and, and hang out. And I was just a, I was a regular that, you know, always tipped well. And <laughs> and, and, it, and there was just, you know, one night, just kind of a throwaway conversation with Abe. He was just, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, whatever. Get a little bit of a lull behind the bar. And, you know, so what are you what are you planning on doing? You know, because we had all just graduated, and this was October. I was running for uh, state house of representatives. Is agreed, and he's like, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, after the election, I mean, if you don't win, <laughs> and it was like, well, you know, I hope to get like ten percent or so. Like, I'm not not kidding myself. Yeah, like, I, I know it's green. It's probably going to be a pretty tough road, but it's like, yeah, you know, I really don't know. Maybe go to grad school. Maybe open a restaurant. Maybe move out west. Because Heather and I went open a restaurant. We should talk. So like, yeah, nice. you know, next month, like November after we get past the election, and and uh, we really like 
had a first meeting in November. You know, went to a, a business counselor in December for the first like initial group meeting mm -hmm. uh, with the Small Business Development Center. And you kind of pitch your idea in a group format, and then you know the one of the counselors will set up individual meetings with you if they if they think that uh, you know you have a good idea. So we had our first initial meeting with the business counselor in uh, January when we had our first one-on-one -on -one meeting and we were open by the end of May. It was just one of those things that like, you know, once the ball got rolling, we all quit our jobs end of January. It just, it became a full-time job getting the restaurant. Open. Oh yeah, for sure. So. You know, and there's no risk at all. And there's no, no not at all in the world no. opening restaurants, right? Yeah. There's no our, risk uh, <laughs> Michael Griffin was our lawyer here in Orono, still is. And, and, you know, we had that initial meeting with him to set up our LLC and get things in order. And like, you know, we told him our plan, what we we're going to do. And then he just stops and he looks us dead in the eye and he says, you know, the risks involved, you know, that you all could be broke in six months. You know, that you might be in debt the rest of your life. We said, yeah, yeah, we understand. He said, okay, we can go forward just as long as you know that. So that's funny because I, I like how you guys quit your jobs because that's a lot of things I see on like Shark Tank where like someone like pitches an idea. They're like, oh, look at this cool thing. It's awesome. And they're like, well, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm spending about 10% of my life doing this and about 90% of my life doing my, my, my job just in case this doesn't work out. And they're like, well, then we don't want to invest. In exactly. Yeah. If you're only putting 10% in and yeah. you, have a, you, have a, you have something to fall back on, then you're not going to succeed in this. Uh, and so it's Definitely. one of those things. I mean, Adam did that with a line cleaning business. He basically said, I'm done. And now he's focusing on the line cleaning business and the only way to really succeed again is to, to start back on it and start forcing yourself to yes. spend your time doing it i know because you have yeah. those well you probably did it when you started you have those days where you're just like we're not making anything why are we spending all of our yeah. time doing this i am working all the time and there's no income and yeah. but you have to do that yeah yeah you got to be all in if you want to succeed you know it's, it's a full-time commitment yep. and then 16 years later no problems at all and you're still over Right? No speed bumps, no nothing. It's, it's perfect, now, right? You know, we really like from from day one until COVID. Really, yeah. there 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 weren't many speed bumps. You know, we uh, you know obviously ups and downs, good years and bad years. But uh, the way we started out with the three of us working all the time, I think we had the three of us and maybe five other employees. You know, the first. First summer, yeah. you know, we were, <clears throat> excuse me, we were there all the time, and you know, really for the first five years, mm -hmm. all three of us were there all the time, you know. And then the side projects started happening, and the other businesses started happening. But uh, I think that that really allowed us to, you know, be able to show a profit the first yeah. year and grow, and sure. continue to grow, and um, yeah, you know, never, never really looked back, but. Uh, Last year was a different year in the restaurant business, that's for sure. No doubt. But I think if you, I mean, think think about it. If you guys would have opened up Woodman's in 2005 and then 2006 as a pandemic, how different it would have been if it was, you know, 15 years later you had a pandemic because you had 15 years of like, oh, we know what to do during a slow summer or a slow winter. We know yeah. a little bit. But obviously, no one knew what the hell to do, period. I mean, I remember those meetings in the office just being like, uh, yeah, do we close? Do we, do we yeah. stay open? Do we... How do we get this? You and Heather talking back and forth about like, how do we get this funding? Like, how does this work? This paperwork doesn't make any sense. And yeah. And so, but like one year after opening the business would have sucked. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and the same, I mean, with Orna Brewing, if yeah. we were still in the original spot with the yeah. canning line, that would have been a much different year. You know, oh, without probably, a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Imagine like trying to sell growlers and, and do it in a safe way. And that's like your only way to get beer out there because yeah. nobody's doing drafts. Yeah. Or well, in a smaller space. You yeah. Didn't, like, yeah. yeah. And I, like I said, like in here, I mean, we were able to get 50% capacity was still like 70 people, 50% yeah. capacity in that place would have been like 15 people. Yeah. And if that's probably even with six feet social distancing, there's no way we could have that. That's why Bangor didn't open until June. Yeah. It's because there was no way to really social distance there yeah. and be safe and do the everything we wanted to do and be profitable on it. Um, well, and and so, so much of it too depends on, you know, with so many restaurants, kind of what their community that they had built. Like mm -hmm. I think for Woodman's, you have such a strong community. I mean, people love Woodman's. There's all kinds of like traditional, like, I mean, I think you and I have talked before we ever knew each other, like my wife and all of our friends were obsessed with trivia night. So I think when you guys came around to COVID, like you have this group that they're, they're going to, they're going to listen to you for how you want to run your business and they still want to come engage and support your business. I think about all the businesses that didn't have that and like, yeah. e, 
Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, places that were like solely rely on the patio and the view and the location. Yeah. It's like your, your food is acceptable and your drinks are acceptable. And this is just, I'm not talking about Bangor Yards nationwide. Yeah. Uh, but your location is what it drove your business. And then you can't sit down at the restaurant anymore. How does you survive? If like with, with Woodman's, for example, right. location is easy to get to. But let's be honest, you're right in downtown. I mean, sitting on that patio sometimes, tractor trailer truck drives by or something like It's not like it's a yeah. serene place. It's great to sit down there. I love it. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like, or a Woodman is a location-based thing. It's like driving people there. Right. It's the food, it's the drinks, it's, it's the people. It's, it's, it's Woodman's, like the whole package, uh, yeah. And so what I saw, and you guys weren't, I mean, Woodman's is not a, it's a, a restaurant that's not like your to-go sales weren't your driven, like you don't do hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of to-go sales pre-pandemic. It was like you come there, you get a steak or burger and sit down. But to see the people who were buying to-go stuff, like obviously I was privy to that and saw yeah. that and it's like seeing people go that means that you guys did something right pre-pandemic yeah and it's been really nice to see how many people like that just became part of their routine over the winter and you know last year and that are still doing it you know that's still like you know sometimes it's just easier on a friday night yeah. after a long week to just order online grab food on the way home sure. and you know be able to be in your slippers or whatever instead of going out to a restaurant. Are you still getting a good amount of to go versus yeah. pre-pandemic? Yeah, I've been really, really surprised with how many people still are. Like that's cool. Definitely, um, we're up a lot on, on to go food from you know summer 2019. That's cool. We're up 100 percent here because we didn't do to go basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we did to go, but we didn't. Okay, that's the other thing was like both OBC and Wibbins implemented online ordering in the middle of pandemic. Never had done it before. Yep. And we, we, we OBC did it on their old system that was not that great. And then we ended up getting the same system as Woodman's. And the system is much better, works a lot easier and, and, and able to do that. But like just seeing people who are willing to take food that I honestly, you know, no offense to either location, would not take to go. <laughs> it just to me was like one of those things I'm not going to name anything, but like specifically be like, oh, someone ordered that to go? Like we had to yeah. find something to put that in because we don't normally do that to go. Like, like, and, and people were like, "No, we just." And it, it, honestly, they could have gone home and thrown it away. Like, uh, like we yeah. honestly could have just taken it home and given it to yes. the dog. Yeah. But they wanted to support exactly Woodman's. They wanted to support OBC during this time because they, you guys, have built a community. And and, and I, you always, I've worked here for almost five years, and or for for you guys, for you, um, and you guys always say, you know, it's the staff, it's the people around you, and stuff like that. But you guys, you know built that like you you four uh you abe heather and asa built it and were able to hire on people um to make it so that what you guys built up in 2005 at woodman's is continuing yeah. and uh we had you had to replace you three like when you guys opened obc and did all that you had to like step away a little bit and go okay i need to i need an abe yeah. where are you gonna find another abe you're, you're not gonna find an abe or heather uh and then you obviously are still heavily involved in the kitchen, but you needed to find a Brian or something like that to work in the kitchen. Um, and it wasn't easy to replace you guys, but you guys were able to hire people. So people would want to come to your locations and, you know, yep. and I'm one of those. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but like, it's, 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 it's true. I mean, I, it's one of those when people were like, there's a customer here on uh, Saturday at OBC and he owns a brewery in Southern Maine and he came in pre pandemic, introduced himself to me and said, you know, what a cool place there. And you know, we talked for a little bit and stuff like that. And he showed up on Saturday again and said, oh, I'm kind of surprised you're still here. And not in a mean way, but not yeah. in a, like, but with the way that the industry works, sure. the restaurant industry works and the beer industry works. He says two years ago, he just expected that I would be in Portland and working for another place or another location because I'm just pursuing the next thing. And I was like, I'll be here. <laughs> yeah. Until for a lot they of, tell me not to come in anymore. A lot of people, as we mean, in the service industry, yeah. there's not a lot of staying power, which is yeah. usually how you can kind of gauge some of the better places. I mean, yes. we've talked about many times places we've worked in the past and the best ones always had, you know, bartenders that were like, oh, I'm in my 14th year here. Yeah. Like, cause there's a reason they're not leaving. And so and that's you always- that, You have that at Whitman's. Oh, absolutely. Extreme part-time. Yeah. Like Heather is like extreme part-time, but she's been there for how long? 13 years. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, she just it's, can't get away. Yeah. It's like, she's just a, it's like one of those well, things that you just don't want to leave. It's like. I probably don't need this, but I just don't want to leave. And it's because again, you, right. you were happy every day you go into work, you know, it's gonna be good. And part of me always goes back to days that are really crappy, like you're like really busy. Things are just not going well. I always think back to you, Abe and Heather have been there. 
You know, I'm not listening to someone who was like, you need to do this or the kitchen staff when they have to do something in the kitchen. They're like, Mark works in the trenches still. Yeah. He also worked in the trenches as one of them for many, many years. It's not just some guy with money who opened a restaurant and was like, okay, yeah. now you guys do everything. It's like, you actually have gone through the shit and actually been to the trenches on crappy days and the computer's not working and it's not printing and the, the one fryer goes down yep. and all that stuff. Like, well, you know my, that. like little anecdote about that. And I, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't mention people's names, but one of the um, staff at Woodman's, um, when we first moved here in 2010, so 11 years ago, the first time we went there, they waited on us. And then post pandemic, we came with the first time we went out, we went to Woodman's and the same person waited on us then and was like, this is awesome. This is probably one of my last shifts here. So this is really cool. Like you were one of my first tables and you're one of my last tables. And like that stuff doesn't happen a lot yeah. in the restaurant scene yeah. at all. Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, when you get quality people, you obviously want them to stay around and it, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, always hard dealing with turnover. That's, you know, one of the toughest things in business, but it's like, you get a quality people, but then, you know, they also want to do things in their yes. life. And it's, it's so sad to see those, those partings sometimes, but you know, also it's great to be like, well, I was a part of this person's life for exactly. know, six years while they were an undergrad and then did grad school. And, you know, even though they're a great bartender or server or cook, it's like, well, you know, gotta, gotta see them expand in their wings yep. and fly off. But it's, uh, you know, it's really fun to, to be able to be, a part of people's lives for so many years from the customer side and the employee yeah. side because we really like you know you forge relationships and you know I'd, I'd rather train somebody with no experience who's easy to get along with yes. and nice to customers and nice to other staff than take somebody that has tons of industry experience but yep. you know it's just a hard person <laughs> to deal with on a daily basis it's huge the yeah. first kitchen job i ever worked i was same thing was i was a regular and it was my cousin's restaurant but they had this amazing chef they'd hired and we were sitting around one night and i was like man i'd love to get into the restaurant industry i was probably like 21 and he was like i'm looking to hire and i was like dude i have zero kitchen experience and he was like perfect show up tomorrow we'll start <laughs> and it was and it was great and like we got along great he taught me everything he knew and that just worked out perfect like well it's the same way we, and, the, and the thing is sucks and not sucks it's, it's good but it also sucks in this area in orno is we're a college town and so you're gonna inevitably get the people who get hired as a freshman and then yeah. move away when they're a senior because they're from either southern maine or they're from idaho sure. they just came to go to Maine. and so it is inevitable that you aren't going to get someone more than four or five years um, hopefully they stay or whatever. But when I got hired at Orno Brewing Company in 2017, I got hired as a manager, but I also obviously had not worked here before. So I needed to learn the bartending and all that stuff. And so one of the part-time bartenders who was trained me for a few shifts in, in, in Bangor, like eight months, six months, eight months after I started, had graduated college and was ready to take his career to Portland. And I was like, no, you're amazing. What, you don't want to be a part-time bartender for the rest of your life? What the hell's wrong with you? You need to stay to make my job easier. And then I like felt like afterwards when someone said, hey, I'm leaving because I graduated and I got a job or an internship. I'm like, I can't fault you. I cannot get upset no. with you yeah. at all. There's not an, I can say, okay, if you get a job in this area and you, can you work, you know, Friday nights for three, three hours, like stay on and get some extra money. But if you're moving to Portland because you have an internship down there and you need to quit, like, like how am I going to be like, no. Sorry, I do not want that to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, but like, and it's nice because we end up getting those. We don't hire a ton every year. I mean, this obviously this year has been a lot different, but um, we get those one or two people that you never want to get rid of. And then they're like the one college student who's like, oh, yeah, I'm a senior and I'm leaving next year. I'm like, God dang it. <laughs> There's like a thing that a lot of people in the industry say, um, you know, every person kind of like, uh, like Sweden and some countries have mandatory like one year military service mm -hmm. that you should have one year oh, yeah. mandatory restaurant service, yeah. you know, and that everybody would treat people differently yeah. if they were on the other side of it. And that's interesting. I mean, not, but just the culture of the of restaurants. And that's what I, I mean, I talk about with my wife all the time is like, I, it, it is it, it, whatever that filtering agent that brings people into the service industry. It's a, it's, it's a different group of people and they're so awesome to be around. And the thing is, it doesn't mean it's not a lot of people that aren't in 
periods of their life that are real uncertain and real unsteady. And it's a, but, but even it's just a, I don't know, it attracts a crowd that like, I've always felt I want to be a part of. And like, that was me. Like, even like when I started moving to line cleaning and then I like, I quit drinking for health reasons. And then I was still like, I got to have a bartending shift though. Like I I always must have a bartending shift. (laughs) It seems like something always interesting happens. Always. You know, like I, I don't, you know, if you're in an office and you're, you know, interacting with the, the other people in your office on a daily basis. Like I'm sure there's, you know, interesting people and things happen, but yeah, bartending yeah. and things like that, where, you know, a hundred people come through yeah. in a day and it's like, there's going to be a story at yeah. the end of every day. Well, like how many of us on like the end of a Wednesday night have like locked the door and been like, what was that? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> or someone leaves the bar and everybody in the bar was like, looks around and goes, Whoa. yeah, that was an odd, odd conversation. Wasn't it? I was yeah. like, yeah, but it was, you know, that made my night. Never had one different. like that before yeah, exactly. though. <laughs> you met someone from a random place or like, or yeah. Learn things yes. or, yeah. yeah. And it's the, that's the kind of cool things about working in the service. And I think that's what happened to me on Saturday. Cause it's been so long since I scheduled down on Saturday here at Orno Brewing Company. So I could um, obviously do my job, slim some payroll, but also like, we share tips at Orno Brewing Company, so or we don't. The, I don't get any tips, but the bartenders do, and they get more if there's less bartenders, right? So yeah. if I can be that extra person, pour some drinks and clear some tables off, exactly, and some, you know help them and supplement some of the work, they'll make more money and everything would be great. Um, and I was like, it got busy at one point where I'm like pouring drinks and working on the register, and I was like actually bartending, and I was like, wow. I I miss this. I was like, yeah. some days it's like you want to just clock out from being a manager and just go yeah. straight to just yeah. being like four beer, here's a beer, have the conversation with the customer and that's it. And uh, it was nice. It was like, I was getting home talking to Uriah in the parking lot and I was just like, that was fun. Like, yes. That was a fun shift because things went fairly smooth. I gave my first tour in a while in the brewery and it was like, I was pouring beers and talking to customers like, oh, I like light beer. I'm like, oh, you like Orno Lager. And like, it was just a way different experience than just going to table to table and be like, how's it going? Yep. Is yeah. it okay? Uh, well, it's, actually servicing the customers is awesome when doing it, i think you guys i can't remember who is one i think it was one of you i just read this article like a couple of weeks ago coming out of the pandemic and now as we know restaurants are having troubles yeah. staffing and a lot of people have moved on to really? other careers <laughs> but the uh the, th- the thing that i've i totally just lost my train of thought on what i was going to say about that so continue it'll pop back it, it works oh, oh it was this article was saying and part of it too is restaurants are saying well like we'll just hire people what we're realizing now though is like service industry is a very very specialized skill set it's a weird skill set no doubt it includes a lot of cursory knowledge of a lot of different things like it's nice to know like how to fiddle with electrics if your fridge goes out but you also of course need to know how to cook and then or maybe bartend or maybe wait or maybe all of them and like they're finding now that when you just go like we'll just replace all these people it's not that easy well now with the ipads like you can't just get someone who used to just write down on a piece of paper and put a slip in the kitchen yeah like now you actually need to know if the app's not working how to restart the app of course yeah and all that stuff so it's actually have the technology background into and it's funny because it's one of those industries that you don't need a college degree for nope absolutely so many people just like skip college and do that and then like people i used to work with at restaurants that have been open for 30 years when i worked at gagan's bartender there has yep. been for 35 years like basically since they opened yep. got a bartending shift it's worked every day since then yeah. how much knowledge he has about the yep. industry and what to do as a bartender and now I, and i think what really speaks of the industry is you, that it, you're you're 100 spot on and you also get people that like go to college they're like wait me and they're like this man this stuff i'm doing isn't for me yeah. and like i'll pick up this bartending job yeah. and i'm like now this is red why was i not doing this yes. and so i think it's such a neat space that it doesn't matter like where you come from like we have a yeah. skill set we've all developed together here's how you do it yeah. now you're in like wink wink nudge nudge you know and, and it's fun like how many cooks have you had in the kitchen that basically came in with nothing that are kind of turned out to be amazing cooks i mean has it been like i uh i mean i remember one of the early hires uh you know the first couple of years uh larry was my sous chef and you know he came from he had been working at margaritas and you know, so he had his skill set yeah. to work fast to really like keep, you know, a lot of tickets in his head. And, um, you know, I leaned on him a lot and towards he had a degree and was, you know, working in the yeah. kitchen at Woodman's while he was fig- figuring it out, you know, where he was going to go next. And um, I hired Alex Bagley as a dishwasher and he, you know, had just moved back from Alabama with his girlfriend, now wife. and. You know, he, he was just looking for work. I knew friends of his that knew me. Yeah. They're like, oh, Alex is looking for a job. And it's like, you got any experience? 
Nope. He's like, no, no. And I was like, you know how to wash dishes? And he goes, yeah, I mean, I wash dishes at home. And I said, it's actually easier. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cool. Can you be on your feet for 10 hours? You know, can you scrub things? Yeah. So, you know, within a couple months, he was on the line. Uh, when Larry left, he stepped in and became my sous chef from, you know, zero experience yep. to, uh, I remember him peeling a carrot and doing it like backwards <laughs> and slow when I was first training him on prep. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And, uh, he was like, oh, well, you know, at camp, our carrot peeler, like it's dull on this side. So it only works on this <laughs> side. So like I learned how to do it like That's this. fantastic. And I was like, that's great. You're going too slow. Do it like this. Yeah. You know? and, we and, have uh, two vegetable cutters here, peelers here. Yeah. yeah. I wash dishes at home. Yeah. Yeah. We have industrial dishwasher. It's yeah. a lot easier to do it here. <laughs> but it was a lot easier then, too. Yes. You know, when I was in the kitchen every day to just coach somebody to be yeah. like, no, it's too slow. You got to do it quicker. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was. Right. And nobody's saying to you, I know how to peel a carrot. Yeah. Yes. Like, exactly. Well, he did backwards. He did. <laughs> he knows how to peel it. it the flip backwards. side is like we've seen the, the culinary institute person that's like, well, actually. Yeah, and like, actually, you do it exactly like this. Yes. Well, that's, and that's, I mean, we have some people in the kitchen here at our Brewing Company that came in with basically no experience yep. and just wanted something different and knew someone in the kitchen and they hired them and now they're the sous chef. And, and yeah. there's other people like bartenders. I remember Noah who worked. We hired him when we first opened because we sure. were so busy and we needed staff to like guard the like like the balance of it not really we really didn't need security but like id checkers yeah, yeah id checker for someone just to make sure the line was moving and people were doing stuff he's busting and he ended up being like can i work on the register and then he was one of those people who i was sad when he's like hey man i'm i'm leaving for the summer i'm going to go to school in china yeah. Yeah. and also the one us. that you're like of course you're leaving yes like, and that's, that's what i'm saying like you went from someone who was hired as security because you're a muscle to person who was kicking butt behind the bar, pouring drinks and pouring oh, he was and great. talking yeah. to customers. Someone who I'm like, every time he comes in here now, because he went to school abroad and came back, I'm always like, hey man, you want a job? Yeah. Every single time he comes in, it's one of those things that was like, he went from basically being hired because he was muscular to being like, dude, you'd be a, you're great at customer service, you're great. And then we've hired the people who have 15 years customer service and they don't work here anymore. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, you obviously, you know, we're good at mixing drinks because you can make a drink, right? but you have no people skills at all. Like you cannot talk to customers at all. That customer's offended because of what you just said. I don't know what you just said, but they're offended. <laughs> you can't work here anymore. And that's, that's the difference. And it's like, I've always said to someone who comes in, do you know how to do this? Or, or you move to the well, kitchen. Woodman's no, is a different kidding. animal because obviously Woodman's, you have mixed drinks and cocktails and stuff like that. But here it's more like you just pull a handle. Yes. And you, as long as you know how to pour that beer and you can talk to customers and interface with customers and work with the register and be at a fast pace, then you're going to exceed someone who has a bunch of bartender experience who literally just mixes drinks and someone else talks to the customers is not going to succeed here. So, um, but that's one of those things I've always had to twist my hand head around with, with you and I, when we were talking about hiring is like, you have an entire, you have to hire a bartender, like yeah. someone who has the skills to actually, mm -hmm. you know, off the top of their head, know how do you make a margarita or when someone says it's a secure drink that maybe they know immediately. And that's a really tough thing in bartending is you get people that come in and they, they, they're like, oh, I want a blue chair. And you're like, a what? You know? Hold on, and I think we have one in the back room. Oh, that's not even <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, you know, it turns out it's this drink that their hometown bar yes. made up. And it only and exists there. And it only exists there. And, and they think it's like known everywhere because it's on the menu yeah. there. So definitely it's a lot of like, you know, figuring out, well, do you know what is in it? Like what the flavor profile is? Yeah. Let me try to recreate this. So you, not only do you have to know the hundreds of drinks that are yes, in yeah. a drink book, what? but also the stuff, you know, that if somebody describes it to you, you're like, okay, I can Oh, it's not. This, yeah. And that was a bar I worked at in the past was always like, when we were busy, the rule was like, if I have to search for the recipe anywhere, you can't have one right now. <laughs> yeah. Like if slow time, I will make you absolutely anything yeah. you want if I have the stuff, but we yeah. get so busy and they'd be like, you said, I'll have a blue Malibu dream. And you're like, do you know what's in that? No. Probably That's Malibu. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah, about it. Something blue. Who cares now, probably. <laughs> well, yeah. and then Justin hits on hits on the Here other part of that bartenders will tell you is like other women's people will be like, I'll take a, a cool, and then you just make it up and give it to them, and they're <laughs> like, like that's delicious. the best, that's the best drink I've ever had. It's blue and it's got Malibu in it, man. What could go wrong? Like, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, women's uh, just five. You guys added the patio. Do you remember what year you added the patio out there? It was. Um, I know that it was after. The original order of brewing it started because okay. uh seven in the morning asa was brewing and he sent a picture and there was a big you know industrial like caterpillar truck digging those shrubs out in the front of woodman's 
we used to have these shrubs that were like six feet wide yeah and then a tar walkway and then just a small sloping lawn you know and when we talked about the patio uh we're like well you know it's not gonna be too big but we'll get a few tables out yeah. there and whatnot and you know a lot of people said that oh you're gonna i mean it's not gonna be much but building the retaining wall leveling it up and then just getting rid of those shrubs those shrubs are like i remember know, the shrubs yeah they're like <laughs> eight tables worth of space right now um and yeah ace sent that picture first thing in the morning of the work starting and you know we knew it was going to happen soon yeah. but it was just kind of like when we fit you in the schedule we'll get started on the patio and he sent that picture this morning that morning i was like can't wait to get into town yeah. see this. Like, this is going to be going to be really exciting you know and that's that's another one of those things of, of the timing it's just the fact that we had that built you know years before yeah. COVID yep. happened that it wasn't yeah you know that we had to make this huge investment in order to stay in business that it you know that had happened years before and and you know paid for itself you know over a number of years yeah. and then it was there and you know i mean I don't know if you guys remember when we when we first had the patio we had a couple of cornhole boards mm -hmm. out there we had like plastic adirondack chairs um it was just like a hangout space while you're waiting to go in sure yeah and then you know i mean then we as time went on more people wanted to be out there for more we added tables but it was it was like a small section you know we had a separate patio menu of just you know a few appetizers but you know really the idea was to get people in, in for yeah. that woodman's dinner experience um, but last year, you know, we reopened, uh, in the middle of June yep. and it was, it was almost exclusively patio dining and, and now we're still stuck in that in between, you know, mm -hmm. the, the restaurant with that patio is twice as many tables as it had always been. The bar didn't grow, the kitchen didn't grow. Right. So we just kind of have to pick one from night to night, yep. you know, are we dining inside tonight or are we dining outside tonight? And, and, you know, that along with to go being much more than it was summer 2019 yeah. the desire to eat outside uh for people oh, yeah. is still a lot more i mean even you know people that are you know fully vaccinated mm -hmm. um and feel comfortable going out in public it's just you know what we got used to doing everything outside yeah. the last year it's nice to be out there i have had a few people that i've talked to say you know i was waiting for you guys to open inside because the traffic and yeah. the, you know things like that i don't want to sit right by the road but but a lot of people, uh, you know, really are still enjoying it. It's just, it, it's an unwritten rule, apparently, though, for motorcycle drivers. Yes. And if you go by patio dining, you have to rev. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody go that's, by. I think that's how, that's the requirement. For well, it's, 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 it's now with downtown Bangor, we have Bangor has that, we have four tables at downtown Bangor location for Warner Brewing Company. It's the same thing. It's also that, that and listening to your music as loud as you possibly oh, yeah. can. Because yes. when they're pulling up at the post office in Orono, they probably had it low. Yeah. yeah. They knew they were pulling up to a patio and they go, oh, a stoplight. Or it's, that right up so they can hear that Eminem and playing from 19. It's like OBC Bangor. Yeah, I'm I'm like. I'm fairly sure that the emergency services just circle the block and run their sirens in front of OBC. As loud as possible. They get yeah, oh, they get past the, us and they they're like on hey, Thursday hey. I went to get a cupcake at the new cupcake place next to OBC. Yep. And I was going back in the building because Miranda was there and I was just helping her one last time before she's set free bartending by herself in Bangor. And a fire truck had gone by, it was going by, and I was about to open the door and I was like, I'm gonna wait. He's going to open the door and it's just going to blare loud sirens in there. And it's like the same thing. Your the fire department in Orno is not that far from you either. It used to be like every day at 4.30, the fire truck would roll by Woodman's Full and patio. And it's like for some reason, every day at 4.30, those smoke alarms are going off on campus and two or three fire trucks would roll out. My dad. Uh, That's awful close to 4.20, that 4.30 time. That might be the smoke alarms. Yeah, it uh, definitely seemed like the two were correlated. <laughs> my dad's, uh, uh, as some people know, is my dad's a pastor in Connecticut and in the summertime, they have an old church in Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut, and they'd open the doors in the summertime so the breeze could come in, and their next door neighbor is the fire department. So inevitably, every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, my dad would start his church service. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have to stop talking for a second and let the sirens go by. Yep. Um, it was inevitably, I'd never hear the um, fork truck in here yeah. with the beeping, and inevitably we were recording, yes. and you'd hear the beeping. We will discover like, <laughs> all sorts of new sounds today that have never happened before. Oh, yeah, I mean, in my house, you know, we're, when we record in the studio, there's nothing there. You, you might hear a deer poop in the woods. That's about it. Um, but you had the patio and you had it to go now and you did some renovations. We just did some in the middle of the pandemic, too, really, honestly, right before yeah. June. Um, because, Good. you know, 
now they're painted the walls and put new, new artwork up. Tops, new tabletops. Like yeah. These dark, like black, kind of like vinyl material yeah. or, you know, the countertop material mm-hmm. for Micah, I guess. And then, uh, you know, we got that big light wooden farm table. Yeah. And uh, I really like the, the look of that. But it was crazy because we did all that, you know, in April 2020, and we reopened in June to outside dining. And people just go in to use the bathroom, like, whoa, you, you renovated yeah. in here. Like, the, the walls are a different color, the tables are different, but, you know, nobody really got to see it until fall. Because I remember that ordering the photos to put on the wall and all that stuff. We're like, oh, we got to have them by this time. We're going to open by this time. And I was just yeah. like, in my mind, I was thinking, so someone could go pee and see if like the, the left side of the, when you walk into the left, the whole dining room area, no one was going to see except yeah. for the people working there. Um, which That's was the- nice again, because I was there from when we launched the POS system and you were reopened and it was like, it was fun to have on the outdoor patio scene because the inside was just us. Yeah. We had the entire dining room, just be employees. Same thing here when we did outside only to start beginning of July and 2020. Yeah. It was like, oh, cool. I could sit at the table here and eat my dinner. And no one is in here. They're not allowed in this room right now. I think uh, you know and the thing too, like having a great group of people with, at your your business that you get along with. But I was just you were talking about all those renovations and like, you know, even that stuff's fun. I mean, you know, the pandemic, of course, like nothing funny at all there. But those like little silver linings of like having that moment to fix stuff up and yep. like um, I'm cheap plug here is because I was there doing re- replacing all your lines. Oh, but that yeah. would my point though is like that was super fun. Like I was there. Everybody was popping in and out yep. like all day long and like Abe was hanging pictures and trying to get them perfectly balanced. And that was entertaining for at yes. least an hour. And so, yeah, I just that's the, when you have a good group, man, it's it's fun. That yeah. would have been a good photo for uh, doing things, yeah. <laughs> but it would have been a series of like great. six or no, seven. Years. Years. We should have <laughs> done an inception thing of just him to hang on the wall of yeah. him hanging photos yes. on the wall. So it was yes. like whole like picture in a picture in a picture kind of thing. And then take a picture of him hanging that picture up. And then... <laughs> we could call it Abe first and last. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. They, um, so obviously you like working with Abe and Heather. I mean, yeah. you know, because you guys obviously, we opened Warner Brewing Company in that span too so you opened woodman's in 2005 and you opened um you guys you guys start was it basically the entire year of 2014 or was it multiple years to open this one like to, to the planning stages i know you just basically said you you basically said in january they were opening woodman's and in may you opened it or whatever june you opened it yeah was it the same thing for, obviously it's different because licensing is different right for equipment the, for the, the brewery. original brewery, original brewery it was like a year and a half i think we uh we were talking about another location for Woodman's and we went to downtown Bangor and looked at a building that was vacant, you know, three stories, large basement, um, that is now a commercial space that somebody ended up buying and, and yeah. redoing mm-hmm. completely. But we walked through it and we were, geez, you know, lots of apartments and then, you know, first floor would be a great space for a restaurant. We went in the basement and it's like, wow, this is huge too. I mean, we could even do like a restaurant and a brewery in this building. And, uh, it was kind of one of those things, those words just kind of hung there for a second, you know, and, and we finished walking through it and, you know, we kind of like, we ran some numbers later trying to, to see if it was a worthwhile investment. But um, afterwards, Abe and Heather uh, walked over to Central Street and, and talked to Zeth. Uh, Zeth Lundy still yeah. owned it at that yeah. point and, you know, said, how hard would it be to start a brewery? Like, what do you think, you know? And, so I said, well, if you're really serious about this, you need to talk to Asa. And, uh, you know, they said, okay, cool. And uh, called me up when they got home or on their way home and said, hey, you know, that idea that just kind of threw out there in our conversation about a brewery, uh, you know, Seth pointed this guy that works there, you know, and, and he thinks he'd be great. Like, you know, he seems super nice. We just talked to him for a minute. He was working, but like, let's set up a meeting. So, I mean, that was, that was in the fall of 2013. I think that before Christmas, I started working on the licensing and it took until New Year's yeah. Eve, you know, or the 30th, I guess, uh, technically yeah. December 2014 to get open. So it's it much more of a process because, you know, we yes. were all doing it on the side. Right. You know, Asa was still a key member at the farmhouse. Uh, I was still in the kitchen full time at Woodman's. You know, and I was I was still the lead there. Um, Abe was still bartending. Heather was running two verb locations. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that 
was was a lot more of a side project until the fall, until it got close enough yeah. that you know we brought Asa on payroll and and started uh, you know having the equipment orders finalized. And I mean, even then, I think it was three or four months, you know, to get a, a brand new brewery system ordered. Yeah. Now, now it's much longer. Oh my yeah. gosh. Supply chain issues. Insane. Whatnot, yeah. Just ordering replacements or additional tanks for here is insane. And yeah. It's like doing exactly. a whole brewery system is a little different, obviously. Um, but back up, sorry, I meant to ask this question a second ago. What, what came up with Woodman's is the name? Like, I know it's Abe's middle name, but it's like, it was, how, was there other names that were tossed we were, around? Well, Elwood, my okay. middle name, yeah. you know, uh, that was one that I threw out there and Abe threw out Woodman's and, um, more or less kind of came down to a coin flip. Okay. Um, the thing about Woodman, though, was the uh, grandfather he was named after, um, you know, that middle name, yeah. Woodman. Uh, it was Winifred Woodman, and he was a, like, a street kid uh, selling newspapers or something, and his family took him in like he was an orphan kid. And so we're like, well, you know, kind of naming the restaurant after a good deed, yeah. after, you know this family that, that took it. Yeah, absolutely. This, you know, poor orphan kid in the early 1900s. And so we had a thing on our menu in the early days of like, nominate somebody that's done a good deed yeah. for the for the Winif Winifred Woodman Award. Um, we did that for a while, but, uh, you know, didn't always, <laughs> didn't, people didn't always read that yes. part of the menu. Sure. And, you know, eventually, like, we, we took it off. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was kind of like, it had a good story behind it. I didn't, didn't have any, Great story behind Elwood. Elwood. So you, and then OBC eventually named a beer after that, which again is hasn't been made in a while. But like, yeah, at least got your name out, your middle name out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then yeah, uh, maybe uh, Elwood Brown out of the small yeah, spots. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Still have people. Well, I will tell it. you at OBC Bangor, people ask me for the the Elwood yeah. Brown all the time and the Woodman's Red. Yeah. So yeah, red. so yeah, no, they love it. They're out there. They're we always did, like actually oh, made red more recently than yeah, we made. You Brown, have for sure. But, this, I mean, when we first started in-person dining um, in May at Woodman's this year, the red was on, and that was yeah. one of our top two, three sellers. Like tubular red and Orno Lager were like, you know, big sellers. Um, uh, right off the bat, people people really love the the red. Yeah. Again, it has that Woodman name to it and all that stuff too. It's pretty cool uh, yeah. with that. Uh, was I mean, what we see originally was to be called Woodman's Brewing Company too. Yeah. And then uh, now, but one of the best decisions you guys ever made was calling Orno Brewing Company. Because I remember me being at Orno Brewing Company in February of 17 and May of 17, went to New York City and we were at a bar in the middle of like uh, Fool's Gold and someone would just walk by and we're like, oh my God, I went to school in Orno. And they knew yeah. it was, but if it was Woodman's Brewing Company, they may have just walked by and never even realized that. And honestly, it's a possibility that if to this day, we wouldn't be sitting here in this building, if it was called Woodman's. It may have not yeah. have taken, like honestly, the name Orno did a lot for the brand as a whole i mean there are three now three breweries in orono including ourselves so it's, it is different because we do get phone calls to the other two breweries a lot yeah because they think we're the only brewery in orono but the idea that calling it orono brewing company was much like i love the name woodman's i think woodman's is a great name that would would have been great too but elwood's would you call yeah. it like yeah uh but woodman's elwood's is like grill yeah yeah i don't know, yeah. I don't know. It, elwood's it, grill has a nice ring yeah. to it yeah is that you're going to open another restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> coming soon. Just so kidding. are you opening another one in downtown Bangor? That's what I heard. I heard rumors that there's another Woodman's coming. No, I'm just kidding. Well, there actually, the reason that it changed from Woodman's Brewing to Orno Brewing, we discovered, you know, we'd already, you know, like uh, yes. made, our, made our legal name that, and we discovered a, a brewery in Wisconsin that uh, was, was called Woodman. I, think, I don't think it was Woodman's. I think it was, yeah, Woodman. It, yeah. Woodman, but it was like, oh, well, that's kind of close. And I think that there's actually one in New Hampshire now. Yes, there is, I think. Yeah, yeah so. We did I that, we was, did a, like, untapped thing. Yeah. We, like, a little while ago, they had, like, Woodman, yeah, Woodman's Brewery. Woodman's Wild Ale in Cornwall, England. Oh like, man. Bristol, New York, Bristol, New Hampshire is Woodman's Brewery. And then Woodman Brewery in Woodman, Wisconsin. Yeah. And Woodman Cider now in Nottingshire, Nottinghamshire. But yeah, so yeah, having that that name, we talk about it with beer, with even with the name beers and things like that. Like if it's one that's super close, a lot yep. of times we avoid that because it's like, why, why? You had the opportunity. It's not like you had opened for three or four years 
and we were on a women's brewing company. We we're getting ready to open this location. You're like, okay, and we should probably change our name. Yeah, yeah. At least well, you were able. And to the Warner Brewing name works really well yes. from just the OBC perspective. I think that OBC has become has become so iconic, and yeah. it it's little. I mean, I don't know OBC versus WBC. Like OBC just kind of like rolls off the yeah. tongue, and Definitely. you want to put it on t-shirts. And, and I mean, like I mentioned to a customer the other day, it was like we have Zora, OBC has their Bangor location, which is very small, reminds a lot of the original location in downtown Orono. Um, we have pizza slices, um, but it's mainly just beer. Um, people can go in there and taste, you know, taste beers and sit and it's more like groups of two and three or a single person going in there. Um, and then you have here, which is a concrete crushing facility that's been turned into a brewery restaurant, spray paint on the wall. There's like, just, it's just, you know, grungy in a sense, like it's just rustic, not rustic in the sense that what we see is rustic with the wood. But it's just like you know industrial, industrial though yeah, yeah industrial, industrial. And, and that kind of uh, open and frame you have just your beer but you have a food to go with it and it's more like food truck style food and stuff like that but then you have woodman's and i feel like which is more higher scale and you know cooked to temperature burgers and cocktail menu and wines and all that stuff as well as a craft beer yeah. um so there's three different options for people and i feel like if woodman's brewing company with the connections to woodman's in the original part i don't know if the, the style we would have been able to have the freedom to do the style we have at OBC, because right. I feel like yeah. you would have been handicapped. Or into, people would have expected the same menu <laughs> yes, from Woodman's. Exactly, Woodman's yeah, Brewing Company would have had to be the like a replication. This would have had to been a replication of Woodman's in downtown Orono. Yeah. And so it's nice to have that freedom to be able to have a difference between you know same thing with OBC and launching Wild Main. It's like Wild Main is a separation between Orono Brewing yep. Company and Wild Main. Wild Main can be its own thing and its own vibe and its own color scheme and its own everything. It doesn't have to be connected to Orono Brewing Company or Woodman's. Woodman can have its own vibe, OBC can have its own vibe, and Wild Main can have its own vibe. And so those are the kind of the good things that you think yep. back on. And obviously, at the time you were thinking about it, you were just like, we just don't want to be called Woodman's because someone else is called Woodman's. Yeah. But looking back on it, I think, again, the, the New York City thing, the vibe thing, you know, have you able to have two locations that are so close yep. to each other? Yeah, it was really fortunate, really. Yes. We ended up <laughs> You planned changing. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Smart businessman here, right? Here, right From here. day one. <laughs> He's like, we should really not like even Heather wanted Woodman's Brewing. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I think what's nice too, though, in it, kind of in, in having those separate spaces, but same ownership is like, people know they're supporting you and and the and the staff and the the whole thing, and, but they also can have two completely different experiences, like three minutes down the street yes. from each other. And I, like you said, that's another one I think people because people come in there all the time that. You know they'll they'll come here and they'll be like oh yeah we were just at woodman's last night and thought let's go down to obc yeah so like there's definitely that sense of that all of those things together people want to support and have different experiences so i think yeah. that's super cool and it's pretty cool man orno i think i don't think a lot of people come in here now and say orno is not the same like they all wish like people who graduated high school or graduated college yeah. you know even 15 years ago or even five years ago six years we're, we're now six or seven years old at orno brewing company but like five years ago or sorry um, 15 years ago we're like man i really missed out on this and it's like yeah. and now people can't associate orno without the businesses that you guys have brought in here and that and some people still miss verb for, for even heather it's like oh, I still at hear one point there the was time. this like this time that was you know well there's so much that's happened since yes. 2005 yeah. in downtown orno it was you know margaritas pats and bear brew yes and i remember somebody saying to us i think more than one person like you really think there's room for another restaurant in Orno? <laughs> and then, you know, you think about what's happened since yeah. we were like a fourth restaurant yeah, in yeah. Orno. And, you know, since that, obviously, you know, Margin Street, yeah. building over 100 people, you know, in Orno Brewing. The Family Dog, yep. which has got lots of space mm -hmm. and is busy. Yeah. Kamas, you know, just got a lot of tables. Yep. Um, Luna, Bear, up. Well, they, kind of, they kind switched of out. Yeah, switched it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, there's yeah. so many more restaurants and yeah. bars and and I honestly think you probably could open another one. You could. Yeah. That bank that's it, it, open the like if someone wanted to put a yeah. restaurant on there, I honestly think it would succeed as long as it was a different enough experience. You know, yep. Family Dog has this experience. You get a Mexican restaurant, a sit-down Mexican restaurant. You get your fast food Mexican restaurant, yeah. like a Taquerita. Yeah. Um, you got here. You got movements. As long Taquerita. as it was something different. Yep. Um, it, Harvest Moon. Yes. Yeah. Harvest Moon. Yeah. yeah. So I was just gonna say, I can I can remember eleven years ago when we came here just to check out the area. We were gonna move here for my wife's doing her yeah. PhD, and and I remember like we went to Orno first because we were like, well, we'll probably like live near Orno because yeah. you'll be in school, and um, yeah, and it was I, the first place we went was Bear Brew, mm -hmm. and the second place we went was Woodman's, and like we did those, and we were like. 
So there's a harvest moon and, a, and that was it. That was kind of like the downtown Orno. And like yeah. from that day on, it was like pretty much Woodman's and occasionally Pat's. But yeah. now it's nuts. Like you can go down there and there's all kinds of stuff to do, which yeah. is really fun. Well, just to yeah. me, and I was playing in a previous podcast with, uh, with Jack Watkins about how I never had to go north of Hogan Road. My family lived in Orrington and Bangor. And my, I went to Bangor yep. High School and, you know, my parents worked in Bangor. It was like, what was the point of coming to Orno? Like, it was yep. like, there was no, but now I feel like even with Taylor and I, and even if I did, if I stopped working for Orno Brewing Company, I feel like there's just so much going on down here now yes. that we would have to come up here often enough. I mean, we, I had never eaten at Woodman's before I started at OBC. Uh, I had just moved back here in 2016 too. So yeah. I had moved away in 2006. Yep. So you guys were a year old. Yeah. And I moved back, so I had missed the entire growth of, of Woodman's anyway. Um, but I feel like now it's like we, we've, since you guys, Woodman's opened back up, and since we feel comfortable going back out, we've come to Woodman's three or four times, sit on the patio, and yeah. it's just, we've gone up to Takarita, we've come up to here. It's like you have to almost make that trip up here, forcing, yes. you know, you guys growing Woodman's and growing OBC, um, and then you know, obviously your help with the launch of, Harvest Moon and then Takarita with, with Keith. And then about one point verb, it's forcing people to come up here, which is really cool. Yeah. And it's like, you guys could have easily opened up Woodman's in Bangor. They could, yeah. okay, there's more people, there's more of this, there's more of that. Yeah, and that's that yeah. community piece again, though, which is like, sometimes it takes somebody taking a bet on the community. Yeah. And when they do, the community is like, I'm in, like yeah. totally in. And yeah, then it builds from there. But yeah. And you're the only thing on that side of the street, which is awesome too. Cause like, yeah, it's like, you're what, that like, what was that shining. It was, originally um, originally it was built as a garage okay um, yeah and then for a while it was the temporary fire station the town of orno town offices and fire stations burned down twice in, in orno's history so during one of those periods when they were without a fire station Irony. yeah they rented out that building and then um you know the the current building owner uh bought it and made it a napa store and then he ended up moving that to, to Old Town. Yep. Um, you know, he found he just got a lot more business yeah. business there. You know, there was uh, closer to people that changed their own oil and do yeah. things like that than, than in Orno. And uh, so he had a, after he moved his business, he divided it up into two office spaces. And when we went into the building, like you go to the front door, there was just this little tiny lobby, you know, maybe four yeah. by six. Yeah. With a door for the left space, a door for the right space, and a door for the bathroom right in front of you. And then, like that was it. And the drop ceiling was way down low. And um, you know, we when we signed the lease, he tore everything out that was there. And you know, we started from really the ground yeah. up. You know, bare concrete floor, open rafters. You know, we had to do sheetrock yeah. and heat and AC and like all the thing, all the plumbing. Yeah. You know, the one that one bathroom is in the middle of the floor. It would have been between the front door and the bar now. You That's know. very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so. Pardon me. Pardon me. No, I got to sorry. <laughs> stink the whole place up. If <laughs> uh, but now, and now it's where it is now. And with uh, the low, that's set up, I think, perfectly in the way it is when you walk into Woodman's now. But that obviously gave you the opportunity when you guys came here. It was, I mean, this is a lot bigger building. Yeah. But like when you had to do all of that at that building, when you guys came here, it was daunting because of the size of the building. But you're like, We've already done this before. Yeah. We've done all the plumbing and all the electrical and all that stuff before at another building that was 15 years or no, was at the time was when we opened this, 2018, 13 years ago, it would have been. But like, yeah, it's kind of funny how you guys, both places that you guys have majorly renovated. Yeah. Had to I have all that done. That's fun though. I mean, it really makes you feel like you created something when you strip it down and then rebuild it instead of just taking over a existing You wish you space, owned the building so. now? <laughs> yeah, it would be nice, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, so it's, it's nice to have that. I mean, again, it, it's one of those things. And some of the stuff that's funny is I sat down and said, hey, Adam, we should talk to, talk to Mark on the podcast. I was like, we're going to be able to talk, and it's going to feel repetitive to some of me. Like, I'm going to same stories over and over again. But honestly, 90% of the stuff that you've been telling, talking about on this episode, I did not. Know. I didn't either, yeah. Uh, and so, which is really cool. And uh, I think uh, it's fun to know some of the history of some of these places. I, I you Absolutely. Stuff like that. So, uh, um, but we can obviously talk for hours, but... You know, we've got other things to do, and uh, I think we can move some of the OBC things over to to, to uh, Abe's episode when we talk to Abe. Absolutely, um, because uh, you know Mark has a very his finger on the pulse, and he's here all the time too. But I have my one quick last question okay, for ahead. you, Mark, which is, what is your favorite thing to cook? Doesn't it like a restaurant, real personal life, whatever? Like, 
your favorite because we haven't actually talked about you cooking and you're yes. you're an excellent chef so oh, probably should throw that in there um you know when we first opened the well i think the three biggest hits you know were the fish and chip the flamingon and the alfredo mm -hmm. and uh mary and i you know my wife uh we would split the alfredo every night when i got out of work like not every night, but, but pretty darn close. You know, she'd be like, all right, I'm going to come up at 10. Like, you want to make an Alfredo? <laughs> and it would be like the last thing I did in the kitchen, make the Alfredo, set it in the window, you know, finish cleaning and head out, and we, you know, cut it in half and split it. And uh, yeah, that was just, just always a favorite. I don't need it much anymore. It's it's a little harder to do in your 40s oh, than it is sure. in your 20s, especially, you know, that's cool. running around in the kitchen all night and, and sweating. It was easy to, to have a... 2000 calorie meal at 10 o'clock at night and you know in my 40s i don't think i can get away with doing that very much yeah <laughs> but mark you're i mean you're like i said we talk about um growing a business and it's been six, 16 years now this summer right i mean rec just recently right 16 years yeah yeah uh, and so uh but the but you're still there like it's it's that's, that's another thing that people give credit and i give credit to the ownership here is like you're not as like you're way more like on the line cooking when you opened. Nate yeah, was yep. behind the bar and had there was you know the serving and behind the bar as well. Now you guys are so all active though. Like you're in the kitchen, you're out front of house, you're running you, you know, when I go to eat there for dinner, you're there. Yep. Yeah. And so it is you're still heavily involved in the actual day to day open business operations. Yeah. I feel like uh, if you don't just do that even occasionally, yeah. you, you lose touch so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it in other, you know, places, not OBC at all, the places I've worked where like you see that moment where like the ownership has pulled back and they're no longer involved in anything yeah. and it falls apart like yeah. immediately because you have to know what's going on so, with your, your yeah, staff. You, you I mean, either put your trust in somebody to run it for yes, you, and, yes. you know, and, and have a manager yeah. or you, you have to have that hands on, uh, yep. you know, everyday sort of mentality about it. And it's not a business that you, you start and you walk away and it runs itself. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, it's and not a it's not a you know storage business or something exactly. like that. Exactly. But you also the benefit where you are right now and in the place you are that you could take a vacation next week or not next week, but you could plan a vacation and know that there's enough people there to, to get it by for the week that you're not like the the actual leg to make the table stand. Like you can actually walk away and be like, okay, next week I'm not going to be here. And you have some bartenders and some servers and things yep. that they can run the front of house. Then you have your kitchen staff that can run the back house and walk away for a week or two and not have to worry about it too, which is nice. Or you don't yeah. feel good. And, you know, and you know. it's, it's been great to, to be able to build that leadership yep. team yeah. to, that, you know, um, that the four of them can really just take the ball and run with it when yeah. I'm not around. But then when I am around, like you said, you know, with what you do here, yeah. of like just helping out, busting some yep. tables, like one less person splitting tips is great for all the employees. You know, if, if I, you know, wasn't there every night or, or was there, but not actively doing things. If they had to put another person on staff, it would be less desirable place to work. Yes. There'd be a, a, you know, more, more hands in the pool sort of. Yep. I mean, I guess the biggest thing I was trying to get at is that you can go and you can sit and have food and Mark might bring you a drink to your table. Exactly. Yeah. I made Mark open an everlasting farm last time I was there. <laughs> That's what you got to do. I said, I have to open them here. I was like, I'm going to make Mark do the work. Hey, it's not fun. Asa you need made one of those oh, bottle openers. I don't know yeah. if you got one. One of the ones like that. You have to have one. Yeah, Asa made me open an everlasting farm at OBC Bangor yeah. the other night. And it, like, yeah, I the just new stood wax there is better, like, though. trying to make the casual. Yellow, the yellow yes. wax and the yellow yeah. bottles, those are better wax. They're getting used to They're getting good at it, I mean, obviously. But, uh, and you'll be here. I mean, you're here. Usually you pop in. I mean, usually, sometimes you're here as we're opening here to go over the Woodman's. But a lot of times, it's, you'd be here all the time if you didn't have Woodman's. Yeah. Like if Woodman's wasn't there, you would be here. It's like, a, you know, it's not that you don't want to be on a brewing company. It's because you have obviously another restaurant to run. Um, and so, uh, but I think I'm ready to wrap up here. I, I mean, think that was great. Yeah. Like you said, I, I, I genuinely, I've learned so many things that yeah. I didn't know before. Maybe I'll is, listen to this again and learn even more. Is that, double, is that how it yeah. works? Okay. So, I wasn't listening the entire podcast, so I don't know what you're talking I, about. You never do. So, no, I think that's great. I'm, yeah. I'll do my, you know, for our, all of our listeners, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Main State of Mind. Subscribe and follow us on our Apple podcast, Spotify, 
watch us on YouTube for the video version of the contest and of course, or a contest podcast. And of course, remember, we always appreciate your support and reach out to us if you have any questions or suggestions or yeah, something you want us absolutely. to do. Women's is in downtown Orono. Um, you went Tuesday through Saturday now? Tuesday through Saturday. And you're doing till, what, is that, what are your hours now? I mean, uh, pay attention. 4 to 9 p.m. on uh, Tuesday through Thursday. Okay. And then uh, 4 to 10 p.m. Friday, Saturday. Cool. Nice. And you have outdoor patio seating to go yes. food, delicious food, delicious drinks. Yep. Lots of OBC beer. beer and cocktails. And yeah. So cool. Sweet. Thanks, Mark. Talking yeah. yeah. Thanks really for coming. Cool. Thanks, Mark. On. It was a lot fun. We'll get you on again at some point. Yeah. We're going to yeah. do a, you know, just let's finish this up. We are going to do an episode at some point or this new um, uh, series we're working on. Yes. About finding restaurants in the area or in Maine that have, they're known for something. Like, you know, if we go to Woodman's, like, uh, I, I would just, I, me personally, I was like, we'd, we'd listen to you, but me personally, like, all oh, the Woodman's burger, like, you're known for the Woodman's yeah, burger. And true. so you make a Woodman's burger. We talk about why it's known for it and why people come in for it and all that yep. stuff, too. So we'll, we'll get you Maybe back on. Get in the kitchen, that watch, guy. film some people making their, making the their food, signature like dishes too, kind uh, of thing. You know, nice. yeah. So, but cool. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Mark. Thank you.